Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We've got Tyron over in his place. Hello. How was your week? Uh, yeah, it's been okay. Busy week, footy finals. Yeah, it's been pretty eventful, hasn't it? Had an earthquake in between? Yes. We will survive. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, the earthquake, but um, in Melbourne, we don't really get earthquakes, so it was, it was pretty unusual. And then footy finals. You might also notice that this episode's a bit late, or maybe you didn't notice at all, but it is a bit late. We're recording on a weeknight, which we don't usually record on, and that's because I was kind of busy on the weekend doing a project for my for my study. So uh, the project actually kind of relate to what we talk about. It's predicting box office based on the attributes of a movie. It predicts what a movie will make, essentially, in terms of revenue. And I, I did a quick prediction of 2022 i put in like the main movies coming out next year and i looked at uh what the uh, box office is going to be like guess which one was the highest box office for next year based on my model okay t- 2022 top uh next year but multiverse of madness maybe no it was up there but no G- give me the top three and i'll guess the i'll guess the first one i can't remember what's coming out next year that's why well, I'll give you a selection of movies that I put in. I because I I didn't do it on every movie that's coming out next year, but I put in the movies that I thought would do pretty well. So all the Marvel movies were in there. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, the Marvels. So that those were the um, Marvel movies, DC movies. There was the Batman, there was the Flash, and Black Adam. I think was also in there. Non comic book movies. There was Avatar two couple of horror movies that I just chucked in there. Like there was one Jordan Peele movie. There was Halloween, the third movie. What do you reckon? It's probably Avatar 2. It's probably Avatar 2. Even though it doesn't deserve it, it's probably Avatar 2. <laughs> so you're right. It was 
it <laughs> predicted that Avatar Avatar Two would be the highest grossing movie of next year. And one of the key factors in the model is the budget that goes into each of the movies. So what it found was historically the higher the budget, the better the box office. So the two highest grossing movies of all time, Avatar and Avengers Endgame, both had like pretty big budgets. And Avatar 2 has like a massive budget because he's taken like 15 years to make it. So that's why it predicted that. But the second one after that was actually, I think it was actually Wakanda Forever, Black Panther was the second one. Doctor Strange was not in the top five, surprisingly, because it could have been based off the, because it also looks at how your- The original. Yeah, the original did and the original, you know, it did all right, but it didn't didn't set the world on fire. Yeah, you got to I think you got to change the model a little bit to uh to, to anticipate hype as well. Yeah. Yeah, you got to you got to change you got to change the model. It's not it's not foolproof enough. Also, no one cares about Avatar 2. Yeah, I think no, but I I still don't I wouldn't be surprised if it does like it does really well. And it, it's is it also turned down the the amount that movies make because of COVID. So it said that Avatar 2 will make a billion which is half, like, almost a third of what the original Avatar made. But that was still the highest grossing movie, so everything else is making less than a billion next year, probably because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Does it take into consideration that? It takes into consideration the recent years, and the recent years have been abnormally low. So I think it, that's why it's predicting lower numbers as well. But, yeah, that, that's what I was doing. I was I was building those models and writing a paper on that. That's That's why this episode's a little bit late, but we are going to talk about Star Wars Visions, which actually came out last week. Uh, we're planning to talk about this much later than this, actually, because we weren't anticipating Disney to release all the episodes at once, which they did. And we also weren't at anticipating that all of the episodes would be shorts rather than proper proper series episodes, so that it was quite uh, easy to get through in terms of the length. I want to preface this before we get into anything about Star Wars Visions. That I like anime, but I'm by no means an anime expert. I don't watch a lot of anime. I like the animation. So I know this is probably more targeted to anime lovers. I think they might really enjoy this. Or maybe they won't. I don't know. But we are not anime experts. Let's just say that. I should preface this with as well. I uh, I could have got away with this. I probably could have, but I didn't watch the last two episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, we'll get into it. I actually enjoyed all the episodes, but I actually quite liked the last two. I actually thought the, oh, last, okay. two Oops. Were, the last two were pretty Oops. good, especially the last one I I liked. But they're they're all they're all pretty decent. We'll we'll get into it. So, oopsies. It's all right. <laughs> you can tell me all about it. I've yeah. seen the other ones though. So. so Star Wars Visions. It's an anime series that's been commissioned by Disney about Star Wars. Would you say it's like a it's pretty much like a what if situation, isn't it? It's just like Yeah, what if anime version. Except in uh, as opposed to Marvel what if this is more just random characters. Yeah, that's right. It's not known characters. It's just random characters and random stories. There's nine episodes in the first season and each episode's probably about I think they range between 10 to 20 minutes. They're reasonably short. Each episode is produced by a different animation studio from, obviously, from Japan. We can get into which studios were involved, but I didn't really know any of them except one, which was a pretty prominent studio. The rest are reasonably recent studios, and it came out on 22nd September. All the episodes are there now, so you can you can watch it. I feel like this has gone a bit under the radar. 
because people were looking forward to this, but no one's really talking about it. We can get into positives and negatives, and then we can we can get into spoilers because obviously I don't think many people have watched this yet. So we'll keep it spoiler free, and then we'll clearly indicate when we're jumping into spoilers after this. So positives, I always like hand drawn animation, Japanese animation. There's something about it. It's, uh, it just looks very creative, and there's there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. It's got its own distinct style. Looks more difficult to do, so... Yeah, that's right. Looks like a lot more effort needs to go into it. Yes. And they obviously lean right into that sort of style, and each episode has its own distinct style as well, unique style. The first episode's like a black and white episode. I, I like that. And then as you go through each one, there's each one has its own distinct style, which I liked. The stories themselves, I they were fine, but I wasn't really that invested in any of them. I think they were they were good, but I don't think any of them are super memorable. What did you think? I didn't particularly care. I think because they were so short, you don't really get any time with the characters, so it's hard to get on board with them. I think that's one of the shortcomings of it is, as opposed to What If Marvel, you just don't know any of these characters, so it's just... Uh, a little bit random and you don't really care about it. But I think more what they were trying to go for is like stylistic Star Wars action, which, which for the most part, well. they kind of did okay. And each episode has its own action sequence, even though they're pretty short. They, they, have all, they all have their own distinct action sequences. And some of the episodes, they do get through quite a bit of story, even though there's like pretty limited time. For example, the second last episode, which you didn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, on on the whole, I don't think they're maybe if they were directly tied into the Star Wars characters and universe, like you said, I might have been more more invested in the stories themselves. But as just from a purely creative perspective and animation perspective, and just how it looked on the screen, it was pretty flawless. I, I liked I liked that aspect of it. I think that was the whole purpose of this show, anyway. I think it was to to show Star Wars in a different style, different light. And I think they'll. If, if it's popular, they'll probably pick some of the more prominent stars and do something more with that. And there's prominent cast members in each of the episodes, which I'll go through when we go, go into spoilers with the episodes as well. Any other particular negatives? I thought the music was good as well. I thought the music across all the episodes was pretty nice. It's got a very, even though it is Star Wars, it's still got a very distinct Japanese style. It felt like you're watching animation. Yeah, some of them you don't even, for most of the episode, you're like, is this even Star Wars? And then something Star Wars happens in it. Yeah, usually a lightsaber turns up. A lightsaber, yeah. Was it an intentional, it's got to be an intentional thing that I think most of the episodes revolve around the kyber crystals. I think almost all of them talk about it. They all have them in them, I think, yeah. They all have lightsabers as well. I guess it's just more fun to do lightsaber stuff. But apart from that, I didn't have too much non-spoiler stuff to talk about i enjoyed the show i think it's it's short if you like star wars you'll probably be intrigued by it if you like animation you'll probably enjoy it as well i I think it's worth a watch especially if you if you like star wars also because it's so short so you don't have to invest that much time into it i I would have watched the second two i just forgot to watch it and then i couldn't be bothered watching it anymore so all right so I, i give it a cognitive recalibration how about you yeah probably it's it's all right i wouldn't watch these again I thought it was it was okay. Yeah, same. I probably wouldn't watch it again, but it wasn't terrible, and it was a good one-time watch. Like, I did love it. It's not like this is my favourite thing that's come out this year or this is my favourite Star Wars thing. It's not 
did not like that, but thought it was okay. And that's why I did preface this at the beginning. Like, maybe we might not be the exact target audience for this. We like Star Wars. We like animation, but maybe we'd, we're not the exact audience for this. Uh, but we enjoyed it for what it was. If you're an a- absolute anime fan, you might uh, enjoy this more. Or maybe maybe you find it not authentic enough, maybe. I watched it in English, but I know... Oh, is it in Japanese as well? I watched it in English as well. It is in Japanese as well. I guess we'll jump into spoilers. In case you're joining us for the first time, cognitive recalibration means it's positive. So we have a a binary rating model. So it's uh, cognitive recalibration for positive, cognitive regression for negative. So this, this is a positive from us. All right, we can jump into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Star Wars yes. Decisions and you care about spoilers, go watch it. Come back to this point in the episode. I'll put the timestamps in the description and then you can listen to our spoilers. All right, so we can go episode by episode. There's only nine episodes and each episode's pretty short. We can get through it pretty quickly. So the first one is The Duel. So this one is a black and white episode and it's an obvious homage to... Seven Samurai, is it? That thing that George Lucas based Star, Star Wars, Wars off. off. Yeah, it's yeah. not Seven Samurai, it's something else. Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, his works. So it's, well, Star Wars itself is a homage to that. So this is kind of just going back to its roots. But I liked how, even though it was black and white, like it was obviously animated recently, but they made it look like it was animated like 50 years ago, like it deliberately made it look old which was an interesting stylistic choice. The story itself is about a wandering stranger with a mysterious past who defends a village from powerful bandits. That's just the official synopsis, but that's what happens. Sith turn up. The guy is a Sith, isn't he? Because he's got a red light. Uh, it's, it's unclear. They don't really say... They don't really say, but he has a red lightsaber, so I guess, yeah, he could be a Sith. But then you see that he's like collecting, uh, collecting Sith kyber crystals. So he's like a Sith killer or something like that. So, like, that, that's probably the, oh, you don't need a backstory for everything, but you don't really get much backstory in any of these things. It's just, uh, just like a snippet. So, yeah. It, in this, it's just a snippet. He literally just fights the Sith and defeats her. Yeah. And she has an interesting lightsaber. It's like this, it's an umbrella. Yeah, it's an umbrella lightsaber. It's an interesting situation that's happening there. But yeah, he fights her, he kills her, and then he leaves the village and that's it. Well, do you reckon they'll have follow-ups to some of these? Well, for this particular one- If it's popular, a, I think. They do have a follow-up for this one in, in the form of a- I think it's a graphic novel or something that they're releasing later this year uh, for this episode. But some of the other episodes, they do leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Like, it, it could continue- so if yeah if it is if it is uh, successful enough maybe they'll continue some of the stories. So this episode is apparently uh, takes place in the Legends continuity, so it's not bound to any of the existing Star Wars films or TV series. But the other ones aren't all from Legends series, so some of them are actually in the proper continuity, which I'll go through when we get to them. The studio for this one is Kamikaze Duga. I looked up there because I don't know, I don't know much about animation. So the the only names that sort of stood out to me, or the name that stood out to me in terms of what they've done in the past, is Ninja Batman. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. So they animated that one. Episode two is Tatooine Rhapsody. 
So this is about a band with big dreams who must save one of their own from Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. I wasn't a fan of this episode, mainly because they play a couple of songs and I don't like the songs. Well, I didn't didn't hate the songs, but I'm like, this is a bit lame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the songs are... uh, I thought it was going to be like a full musical episode, but it wasn't. It was mostly not musical, but yeah, it was it was centered around a band, so there was there were some songs in it. I, I didn't go through the cast actually for the first episode. So Lucy Liu plays the bandit leader in the first episode, uh, and then in this episode, Jay, who I'm guessing is the main main character in this episode, is played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Boba Fett is Tamara Morrison, so he's he never misses on an opportunity to play that character. Apparently, this one takes place before Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, this particular episode. Yeah, I could see it being, yeah, a real thing. It's, yeah, it's inconsequential, I guess, so. Although one of the guys has a lightsaber. The studio that animated this is Studio Colorido. I looked up what they've done in the past. There's two movies that I've heard of, Penguin Highway and A Whisker Away. That's what they've done, but apart from that, don't know much about them. Yeah, I haven't heard of those two. Episode three, the twins. Twins born into the dark side clash aboard a massive Star Destroyer. So it was pretty good. I liked this one. Yeah, I liked it. It's kind of like Han, uh, not Han, sorry, um, Luke and Leia alternate universe. Yeah, they're born into the dark side instead. Yeah, which was interesting. I think it's, I don't know, it reminded me of like Dragon Ball Z, like (laughs) slightly. Some of the action. Animation style. This one also takes place in the Legends continuity. And it's animated by Studio Trigger, who I also don't know much about, but they are the animators behind the show Little Witch Academia. Haven't heard of it. They're also a more recent animation company. All right. Episode four. I actually liked episode four. This this one was probably my favorite. Episode three was probably my favorite, though. Episode three was your favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Episode four is about a Jedi on the run who takes, uh, Jedi on the run takes in the unique customs of a remote village under the threat of a warlord. Uh, it's called the village, one? the village Bride, episode four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This one was not bad as well. Yeah. This one was okay. Yeah. This one, again, it was a very distinct animation style. It was, yeah, it was, it was nice. I liked it. It had some lore in it about some planet. This planet has some, magical energy or something as well so it was it was interesting yeah the animation was not as obviously stylistic in this one it was a bit more plain i don't think any of them are exactly like studio ghibli but this one was probably closer to a studio ghibli style spirited away type style she does the uh kylo ren thing in this though she stops the bullet with the force oh yeah yeah that's right and does she have a like a yellow lightsaber or something in this she has a yellow lightsaber yeah, yeah. i don't know what I think in canon, uh, I think it means they've like lost, they've lost hope in the force or something. I don't know, something like that. Okay. There's a there's a reason why people have yellow lightsabers. Other trivia about this episode: this short specifically deals with the remnants after Order sixty six ends the Clone War. At the end, the lead character takes off in a Z ninety five headhunter, the forerunner to the X wing. It's animated by Kinemia Citrus, and they've done a series and movie called Made in Abyss, which I also haven't heard of. So if our listeners no, haven't heard of it. know about any of these and they they think we should watch any of these, just let us know. But we, we're obviously not uh, anime experts. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Episode five is called The Ninth Jedi. I actually like this one too. Oh, this one was a good one as well. I, I enjoyed this one. So this one is about the daughter of a lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces while on a dangerous mission. Yeah, this one, this one was good. It's got a nice little twist at the end, which uh, I, I, did, I didn't really see coming, but I wasn't really expecting a twist or anything. So, so that was twist cool. in the sense that they're all sits. They're all sits. Yeah, yeah, except one of them. It had some good lightsaber action in this. It was yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good, and they also talk about how if you. Because the lightsabers are color neutral, looks like. Like when you hold them, depending on who's holding them, they change color. Yeah, I don't know if that's canon though, or if that's just a thing in this. But yeah, in this, it's it's a neutral color if you're not a uh, if you're not a force wielder. And then if you become a Jedi, it becomes a certain color. If you become a Sith, it comes a certain color. And apparently, this one was meant to actually be. It was actually two different ideas, which they combine into one idea. So that's why this one is the longest episode in the series, 22 minutes. I also like the animation style in this one. It was it was pretty different. And I recognized it a little bit because it felt like some animation that I have at least seen parts of before. And that's because the production studio is Production IG. And they've been around for quite some time. And they are most well known for producing Ghost in the Shell. The original Ghost in the Shell. Yep. And also Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is a popular series of movies. I skipped out on the cast before. So episode three, The Twins, it stars Neil Patrick Harris and Alison Brie. Okay. Yeah, they could be twins. Sure. The Village Bride, it didn't have anyone that I knew in, in the cast. And um, The Ninth Jedi, it had Simu Liu as one of the characters. Which one? I think he was the father of the girl. Okay. I don't think we've got to my favorite 
Although I liked this ninth Jedi episode, I don't think it's my ultimate favourite. Episode six is T0B1. So this is about a cybernetic boy who dreams of being a Jedi who discovers a dangerous truth about his creator. Was not a fan of this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought you wouldn't be because I think the target audience for each of the episodes widely ranges as well. Like Some of them are much more mature. It feels like they're meant to be for a more mature audience, whereas this one is almost definitely meant to be for kids. But also, is it? Because the master dies. The master gets killed. <laughs> yeah. But you don't see it, right? Uh, I don't think you see it, but he does He does kill the Sith at the end as well. Yeah, he kills the Sith at the end yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's like, is it for children? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't Reminded know. me of Astro Boy. Yeah, I think it was inspired by Astro Boy. He looks like Astro Boy. And I hate Astro Boy. <laughs> When did you watch Astro Boy? There used to be an Astro Boy show when, when we were younger. Yeah, it used to come pretty early in yeah. the morning, right? Yeah, I think so. Apparently this one is set after Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So this is canon. It's canon, yeah. And it's direct, mm. uh, It's produced by Science Saru Inc. And they've produced the movies The Night is Short, Walk on Girl, which I've heard about. I've heard it's a, a very uh, unique movie unique animated movie and then they've also produced the more recent ride your wave which i haven't seen but i've seen trailers for it before yeah this also wasn't my my favorite one like, it was fine it didn't really do much for me no it wasn't the grace the greatest of them all right and the last actually you did watch this one episode seven the elder so this is about a jedi and oh his, yeah this is the last one i watched yep. yeah yeah a jedi and his padawan pursue a dark and powerful presence I quite like this one as well. I thought it was something different. This was all right. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like a Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan kind of dynamic. So it takes place before The Phantom Menace, this one. And it's produced by Studio Trigger, who did one of the previous episodes, The Twins, which is sure, yeah. the one you liked. <laughs> but the animation style is very different to that one. It's different in this to the compared to that one, yeah. This one almost felt more similar to the first episode, not... But not In terms of the color grade, but animation wise. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Episode eight, which you didn't watch, is Lop and Oko. So, this is about a family torn about what to do when the Empire encroaches on their planet. Because you haven't seen it, I'll give you a bit more detail on what happens because there's quite a bit that actually happens in this episode. It's like a rabbit looking person. Obviously, this is Star Wars, so like there's aliens and stuff, but she looks like a rabbit and she gets adopted by these people that look like humans and they live on this planet that's under the control of the empire and they're slowly like building a rebellion so they take her in and she the father has a daughter so they're like become stepsisters and she grows up with them so it kind of starts when they're younger and then they grow up and they're older that's where the story continues and the the sister so the actual daughter of the the father she joins the empire for some reason and then it turns out that one of their ancestors was a jedi so they have a lightsaber, and he was going to give the lightsaber to his actual daughter, but since the daughter went to the dark side, he gives it to his adopted daughter. And then they have a fight at the end. I think this one, they will probably follow up if they do more episodes, but yeah, the the, sis- the older sister leaves. She leaves the planet with the Empire, and she leaves the younger sister on the planet. Is this one canon? It is canon. It takes place after Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 1. Okay, yeah. The animation is done by Gino Studio. I couldn't even find a single thing that I know from these peoples. Maybe it's the first thing they've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did some stuff, but 
nothing sort of stood out to me. So yeah, but they're they're a reasonably new studio as well. But yeah, I liked I like this one. It's this one reminded me of a movie that I have seen, The Boy and the Beast, which is an animated movie. Mm, I haven't seen that either. Basically, in that movie, there's creatures and humans, and they coexist. It's kind of like that. So I like this one. It was good, and it had a bit more depth. Like you, It felt like you spent more time with the characters, even though it wasn't a very long episode, but it felt like you there was a bit of backstory there. The last episode is Akakiri, and this is probably my favorite episode. It's either this or The Elder, which are my favorite episodes. This is where a Jedi returns to his forbidden love to help defend her kingdom from a Sith-like Shogun. In terms of story, that that's basically it. It's about a Jedi that comes back and he's having these visions where he's seeing a woman being murdered and apparently he has like an inherent, um, it's kind of like Anakin, like has like an inherent attraction to the dark side, this particular Jedi. Mm. So it's like an Anakin Padme kind of story, Elseworld story. Kind of, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he, he ends up killing... Accidentally, he ends up killing his love. Oh, okay. So it's not an Elseworld story. It's just Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> and he, well, he ends up accidentally killing her, and then he joins the dark side so he could revive her, which he does. Like they revive her at the end. Oh, okay. Yep. But it was good because I think it was firstly the animation style was really nice, and there was this part of this part of the animation towards the end where he actually turns to the dark side where the whole screen becomes like red it's in the night when they're fighting but then towards the end of the episode i think the sun's rising and it's got this like red shade just like foreshadowing that he's gone to the dark side it was it was nice it was a it was a nice creative episode okay maybe i need to give that one a watch and even the one before this was fine as well the one before this, it, it reminded me a bit of, in a weird way, like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z, like that's that style as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one was a little bit more, it looked like a, a more serious animation. My favourite one was either the last one or probably the uh, the Elder one, which was pretty good too. If I, I probably have to change my mind because I think I actually like the, the one with the nine wizards better. Oh, yeah, the ninth Jedi. That was good too. I, I like that one too. But overall, out of all of them, I only really hated two of them. Not hated, I just didn't think they were that good. So the Tatooine Rhapsody one and the... Uh, and then the the one with the robot. The Astro Boy one. I would say those were my least favourite as well out of the two. And even the animation style for those two was a little bit more like childish. It was like, it was it was fine. It was fine for what it was, but it was... Um, yeah, it was grating going to the second episode after watching the first episode because the animation style was so different. Other cast members, so that... Astro Boy episode T zero B one. Kyle Chandler was the father, I guess. Was he the father? The the inventor. Friday Night Lights. The elder. So David Harbour was the chief Jedi, the older Jedi. Yep, the Qui Gon kind of guy. Yeah, and then Jordan Fisher was the younger Jedi. Jordan Fisher. Okay. He's in um. He's in a lot of like teen stuff, like teen Netflix stuff. Jordan Fisher. He's in um. He's in. That one about the dance, is he? Yeah, he's the, in that one. That dance one. I know the one you're talking about. The dance one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The last episode, Henry Golding is in it. He's, I think he's the main Jedi. Jamie Chung is in it. The rest of them, I don't know. Yeah, surprisingly good cast members. i got to say, I did enjoy this as much as I'm enjoying What If, though. Uh, it's different, though. Like, they're not, they're not similar versions of each other, but What If is a lot more enjoyable than this is. It's probably also because What If feeds off characters that we already know pretty well, so maybe it's a bit more impactful. The episodes are also a little bit longer, I guess. They're, they're, there's a bit more substance to them. And maybe 
we're just not anime aficionados, so we, we probably don't appreciate it as much as other people probably would. And I'm also not a – I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a a huge Star Wars expert or anything. So uh, maybe that's that's also contributing to it. I think I like about 50% of Star Wars, everything that's been produced for Star Wars. So We, we, we watch Star Wars. We, we like certain parts of Star Wars, but we're not – we're not engulfed with Star Wars. We don't, yeah, we're not diehard Star Wars fans, I guess. Would you like them to do this style of series for Marvel, like an anime style? There are some anime, there are there are actually some anime versions of Marvel. There's some shows. I think they did a Wolverine show. They did an Iron Man show. There's this, there's this other show that's available on Disney Plus, which is like it is an animated Avengers show, but it centers around these three kids who are not marvel characters so it's not that great but but this style would be interesting if they did something like this i think some stylistic uh anime style action driven marvel stories might be good to watch might be might be interesting and there's japan centric stories in marvel already like there's that wolverine thing how he goes to japan and he yeah so that would be a easy adaptation to anime and it probably would flow pretty well wolverine as a character kind of works well for like samurai kind of stuff anyway so that's that's star wars visions we, it's going to be a shorter episode it's a short series so we're going to keep this short but we recommend it they're only like 10 to 15 minutes so the credits goes for like a five minutes on each of them anyway so it's shorter than it looks like initially yeah yeah and there's no intro either it's literally just star wars visions and you're straight in straight to it they, they keep it pretty brief. I would say if you're uh, if you're a fan of Star Wars, it's probably worth a watch. If you're a fan of anime, it's probably worth a watch. If you're a fan of neither, then probably wouldn't recommend it. I don't know. You might still appreciate it, but it, it'll just be like a set and forget sort of thing. And at least you won't waste too much time on it, I guess, because it's not that long. Yeah, that's right. Cool. All right. So that brings us to the end of another episode. So obviously, we'd like to know if there's any anime anime experts anime fans that listen to us because we'd i actually really like anime i like watching it i grew up for some of my childhood in japan so i I sort of watched a lot of anime when i was pre-school like in that sort of kindergarten to prep sort of age and then you were you were born in japan even but you you probably have less of a connection than i do because you didn't really spend much time there yeah yeah it's in my blood (laughs) (laughs) if there's any suggestions that you want us to review or watch, then please let us know. Yeah, you can uh, contact us at cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com or message us on all other platforms. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do so firstly via giving us a review on iTunes because that makes us more discoverable on their search engine. If you listen to us on any other platform, uh, just listen to our episodes all the way to the end and that gives us the the download, which makes us more discoverable as well. Uh, If there is a mechanism for for you to provide a review, it'd be great if you can. So next week, which is actually going to be this week because we're recording midweek. Yeah, a couple days away. (laughs) uh, We're going to be finally reviewing Free Guy because we can watch it now. Yeah, and there's nothing else on, so we might as well review that. So So it's actually available today. I, I was just on Disney Plus before, and it's already there. So we'll we'll give that a watch, and we'll we'll review that. And then next week, I think we already had something planned. Possibly, what if I think 
because that's the last episode. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Is it next week or the week after? I think. I yeah. think it's next week. That's the last episode. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll be back to these Elseworlds. Yes. Discussions. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, we'll probably be more invested in that one than we are in this one. I guess we know a bit more about those. So we, 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 we can talk a bit more about that. Yeah. So it is, it is what if next week, actually. You're right. It is what if. Uh, and then we've got a week off. Oh, not off. We'll be doing something. There's, there's something, there's nothing coming out the week after that. But then the week after that, we've got Dune, which unfortunately we'll have to watch via streaming. Don't really want to. Yeah. It's looking like we will. Just to, just so that we can get that. We could probably wait till the cinema's open and watch it later, but just so we could get the, the review out for you guys because most, most, it's already out in some countries already. So we'll, we'll get that. It out. is. Yeah. I've been reading it actually or listening to it. The audiobook. It's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting perspective. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot of the. Uh, I'm only like five chapters in, and there's still like introducing characters and like introducing different aspects of the uh, the rules in the in the universe and stuff. So it's it'll be interesting to see how they handle it in a movie. I hear it's pretty heavy in terms of what's like the lore. So I don't know if they'll dumb it down for the movie or. They'll just go all in. and But I can see the main character being Timothy Chalamet already. I think he's very aptly cast for, for that role. But the other characters, I'm not sure. Like, it's got a really good cast, but I'm not... Because I, I've met some of the characters in the book and I don't know who's who yet. Because it's got like... Duncan Idaho. Have you met Duncan Idaho? I think so. Yeah. Is that Jason Momoa? That's Jason Momoa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, I think that makes sense. Is Oscar, is Oscar Isaac in it, right? He's in it. Yeah, he is. I'm not sure yeah. which character he is. Him and Josh Brolin are like generals. Generals? Okay, yeah. Okay, they they must be the generals because he has a father as well, but I'm guessing the father must be a bit older. He wouldn't be Oscar Isaac or maybe it's Josh. It must be Josh Brolin. But it doesn't look like... The way they describe the, the father, it doesn't look like Josh Brolin, so maybe it's not. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then his mother, I think his mother must be... Um, what's her name? She was in Reminiscence. Oh, uh, Elizabeth, no. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Her. <laughs> she's yeah. in it. Her, she's, yeah. she's in June. She's in Mission Impossible. In Mich- yeah, her. Uh, we should probably remember yeah. her name, but yeah. I think she must be his mother. I'm totally blanking on her name, but yeah, we know we know who she is. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's got a good cast. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. We did say that we we're going to watch Shang-Chi when it comes on Disney+, Plus, but Bob Chapek did us dirty and he, he extended well, it. I think... No, I think it might actually come on premium access sooner. I think that's where it's going to be free. Okay, yeah. November 12th. So I think we might still get premium access a bit earlier. Oh, okay. So that's, that's we may, we still may be able to watch it a bit earlier. That's If that's the case, yeah, then, then we will watch it earlier. But if he, yeah, if, if not, we'll have to watch it on that Disney Plus day or whatever that they've announced, which is November 12th. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll be open before we'll then be open, anyway. Yeah. So we'll probably go to the cinemas and watch it if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We might have to do the double with... Oh, yeah, with both, yeah. According to our roadmap, we're going to open on the day Eternals comes out, which means that we probably might have to watch Shang-Chi and Eternals on the same day, which which is actually... I've never... Well, we've never done that. We've never watched two brand new Marvel movies on the same day, for the first time anyway. But I have a feeling that Shang-Chi will be on premium access mid-October anyway, so if it comes on premium access, I'm going to watch it. 
We can still do the double anyway for continuity purposes, but I don't we think we can do it if we want it. I don't yeah. think they're that connected, but yeah, cool. All right, so we, we've got we've got stuff coming up. Yeah, apologies again for this episode being a bit late, but you're going to get a new episode in a matter of days. So if you've been waiting for us, you don't have to wait too long for the next one. All right. Once again, thanks for listening. Hope you're all staying safe, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Even on a budget. Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.